0: Jay Yamaho and you're listening to Best Frequencies Forever.
1: Brother Jill on Die Alone Radio. That was Diamond Gloss with Double Barrel Prayer. I'm here with... <laughs>
2: I love the intro music.
1: Right, right? <laughs> it's my ham horn I do with my mouth. And uh, someone recently told me that if you listen to Die Alone Radio enough, you can hear me getting more and more drunk throughout the show. And so my ham horn will be like, like eleven forty-five, ham horn is like murr, murr, murr. <laughs> so. Here you go. Here's your um barometer, somewhat sober, mm-hmm. gothic errand. Yeah. Guess what?
2: I, I don't know why I'm clapping for myself, no, it just I'm felt appropriate. Yeah. Like the clapping, it felt like there needed to be clapping yourself. after that.
1: Celebrate yourself. I yes, celebrate you, queen. I celebrate you. So it's Pride,
2: right,
3: right, right, <laughs> right, bro. Uh,
1: right, bro it's pride, bro. Uh, so uh, here's our so uh, DJ Fun Size, who was on at eight eight p.m., did a Pride uh themed show, and then DJ Swerving uh, on at nine o'clock with Audio did summer themed. Um,
2: and we're back to Pride,
1: and we're back to Pride. So, uh, here we go. We're loud and proud and weird, and I'm so pumped to have uh, Gothic Aaron here to give us all the best of gay stuff.
2: Yeah, well, okay, so, I mean, do you manda, it, it, it Probably seems weird to start with the heterosexual woman. But, um, you know, she's like she's the biggest as, ally of the fucking allies, right? She's
1: the gayest man I've ever met.
2: <clears throat> no, and that's what she says. She's like, I've learned to be a woman from hanging out with drag queens. You know, yeah. she was uh, very, very active in, in ACT UP. You know, she has a tattoo on her knuckles that we're all HIV positive, And the reason she got that is, you know, uh, when AIDS was, was happening, there was this real threat of actual quarantine and... Um, you know, the idea was that if everyone stood up and said that they were HIV positive, that they can't, you know, ship everyone off to an island, which was literally what people in the government were talking about, like mm-hmm. people on a certain side of the aisle. So, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that song is from the Mask of the Red Death trilogy, and she was one of the first um, musicians to actually address the AIDS uh, crisis plague epidemic in, in her work. Um, it was you know Diamanda did the the address starting when did seem the pit it was like 84 no like the la- that album came out in 88 you must oh, be certain the devil was 88 the it actually started she started doing it way earlier um and it was somewhere around like 84 80, 83 84 I think is when she started the the work on the uh AIDS trilogy and you know, concurrently, it was Coyle over in the UK who, you know, when they did the cover Tainted Love and donated the proceeds to that to the Terrence Higgins Trust, which was like the first AIDS charity in the UK. But the reason I wanted to start with "Diamond" is that is, to my mind and not just my mind, uh, very much a fight song. Yeah. Um, the whole point of a lot of the the music is, you know, and she said it, it's for people to go into battle and, you know... We have come a long way. Um, but uh there is this uh toxic I don't even know what to say about Florida and Ron Grody. DeSantis. really you know? disgusting um Barf. Yeah, the the uh anti-trans rhetoric, the uh this uh, desire to legislate us back to the nineteen fifties where you know people need to you can't be a drag queen anymore, like banning drag queen story hours. And I think there ev- there's even mention of like, you know, putting laws back on the books of where like you need to, uh, dress in, uh, gender conforming attire or something like this. Don't too. we all
1: and, dress in gender conforming attire, no <sighs> matter what?
2: Well, so you're, you're assigned sex at birth, you know, uh, so like, dumb. Yeah. N- you know, and I mean, in, in the fifties, like people could get arrested for cross dressing yeah, like that. So, um, this year is not a fucking party um, to, you know, uh, if you're at all paying fucking attention. And I just feel like we all kind of need to remember that, you know, anything that was actually won can easily be taken away. Just look at what happened with um, women's bodily fucking autonomy.
4: Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, just uh, the dogs have come today.
1: No, to it's quote true. Diamanda. It's true. And I do think that I will say that, to put a slight spin on that is that because there's been so much progress made in the last few years, such quickly won yeah. progress, this is just backlash. Yeah. This is just ham-fisted, short-sighted backlash that mm-hmm. I hope that the United States of America, to which I am a citizen, will be like, uh, oh, this is stupid. I guess you guys can kind of roll some shit back, but not cool and shut it down i don't think that things can be like explained in that cavalier of a fashion when we're talking about people's lives and livelihood and safety um but zooming out
2: i mean look what happened with with women's yeah
1: with women's dude. bodies and it's and terrible. the rollback
2: and in certain states no and how-
1: absolutely and like people that like also i would like this opportunity to be like fuck you texas <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, and Tennessee Texas? had the yeah. drag
2: the drag bands, and you know, I there's there's a list, and I'm sure you know. Everyone knows what what states are on the list of of egregious egregious fucking sick bullying behavior. I mean, like, uh, who? Why are they so fucking obsessed with gay people and what gay people do, and trans people, and like, who who fucking cares? What what impact, how does it fucking impact you? Drag Queen Story Hour, I mean, like, look, who whoever got molested at Drag Queen Story Hour versus how many millions of dollars has the Catholic Church had to pay over the years due to um, all of their kitty diddling, and yet People still, no one's trying to shut down the Catholic Church, but oh, oh, dear God, someone is in a costume reading a story to a child, and uh, it's time to clutch our pearls and, um, you know, have a complete fucking moral panic and meltdown. Meanwhile, you you know, you're, you're still sending your kid to fucking seminary school to get diddled by Monsignor Bad Touch, you fucking oh, hypocrites.
3: Yeah,
1: sorry, that is slightly funny. I mean, it's fucked up, but I'm trying not to laugh. And when you said once scene, your bad touch, I was like. <laughs> it's funny because it's true, but
2: uh, then it gets really sad.
3: It
1: does. It does get really sad. So anyways, cool. Happy Pride brought to you by Bud Light. Um, <laughs> And actually, uh, Happy Pride should be brought to you by Moet and Salt Point. Honestly, <laughs> which is what we're enjoying so this sure evening. enjoying this evening. There actually was a, a BFF, the singer, it's like, meet the DJs. Uh, Which was very cute. And they had a video thing where they were like, hey, if you, hey, brother Jill, if you were a food or drink, which food or drink would you be? And I was like, long, like, sling blade, like, mouth breathing pause where I was like, "Uh, probably like some shitty hard seltzer because that's (laughs) like what I drink during my show and luckily it came off as funny but i was like god what, i mean that really i mean if i had to like you can't be like fuego Takis, flaming hot cheetos and hard seltzer maybe if i had to choose that's it's almost true. a shushu
2: song what? isn't that rumpus room fuego
1: Takis, yeah flaming, flaming talk- hot cheetos Flaming Hot feels oh, like right? maracas <laughs> i love it Choo-choo, you're so damn good can we celebrate can we celebrate that? Jamie Stewart's book. Finally shipped news. today. Finally shipped today. Woo-hoo. Jamie Stewart. We get to hear about him. So there's this... You, you read about the controversial chapter in this book, I saw
2: right? his Instagram post about it.
1: He's like, it's not really a 15-year-old that I'm talking about. And it's like, yeah, cool, but... Um, <clears throat> like, maybe leave that one at home.
3: Mmm... I mean, Dennis Cooper
1: disagrees, but I...
2: Right. I mean, you know, as as a, a fan of Dennis Cooper and Kathy Acker <laughs> and, and all of those and, you Speaking know, someone who's read the Marquis de Sade. And I think that, um, you know, my... I like dark, troubling, confrontational art. Hence uh, Gothic
3: Aaron.
2: right? No, and I mean, I, I kind of, I definitely like Brett Easton Ellis said in an interview. You know that he's Gen X as well. I mean, I'm at the very we're baby end of, yeah, of Gen we're cusp-y, X. We're cuspy, but you know, he are said you that 80? 79 actually.
3: Oh, yeah, you 70s. Are, you yep,
2: are. yep, yep, for sure, firmly Gen X. But um, Brett said that you know my generation wanted to be offended, and yeah. I don't disagree with that and i i you know i don't i don't know i there's there's for me there's a difference between things that are written in a book and icky things that happen in a book and even though uh, my understanding is like anything that moves is uh somewhat based on on reality like you know for legal reasons there's amalgamations of like you know conflating people and things are changed and and whatnot so it's not a hundred percent the truth but um i don't i don't have a problem with it like it didn't make me blush and i'm you know i i just don't get this need to pad the world in in uh nerf foam especially when it comes to art yeah no like you know like i was just saying like there's uh, there's there's real threats out there yeah. to us and and Jamie our stewart is not one of them no <laughs> and and i haven't and i can't really comment beyond you know i saw the instagram post i haven't read that that specific section of the book because mm. we ordered it in april and it's just now shipping in june but i um, in
1: like february because i bought one for a uh, dj fun size for her birthday
2: Oh, maybe that's when the pre order came. It was supposed to come out in April, but yeah, I'm sure the pre orders you know, opened earlier. I think earlier.
1: we pre ordered in like January, February for sure.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I'm.
1: Also, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to get my hackles same. up over no, it. Same. And
1: I was just being antagonistic because I'm <laughs> brother Jill Rogan, but um, <laughs> antagonistic as can fun. we please bask in this moment of glory where I'm like anything that moves. Is like, I'm very excited about this. So, for all of you, all two of you listening that maybe don't know about Shishu, Jamie Stewart, the singer of Shishu, um, wrote a book, um, anything that moves. However, let's take it back to Jewessons. To 2006,
2: 2006 or 2007?
1: 2007. It, Gothic Aaron and I put out a zine called Jewessons because we're full assholes. <laughs> and we interviewed Jamie Stewart. And Jamie Stewart at that time was writing a book called Sex Life of Self-Destruction, which I think is a better title, Um, which is all about uh, his sexual exploits. And he published one of those stories in Jewisants. The
2: second issue of Jewisants. Because he said that it would never be published. Uh, At the time, he was like, in your
1: face, Jamie Stewart.
2: Yeah, no, he was like, yeah, it's never going to get published. It's maybe like at best a B plus book. It's not. And so he actually sent me like four chapters from it. And he's like, just pick whichever one you like and publish that. So, yes. Jill and I mm-hmm. were the first ones to publish Jamie's sexcapades yeah. when he was like, "This is never getting published."
1: Number one, shushu fans, brr, 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 in your fucking face, world. <laughs> so yeah, we've got we've got Come that at going us, bro. for us. I don't care if you have a shushu tattoo on your face, we still win. I'm Doggies. curious. Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, I'm done. But... I was just saying, doggy. I was just doing like my WWE shushu celebrations.
2: I'm very curious to see, though, if the the story we put out is actually in there.
1: I know. I thought about that, too. I was like, I wonder if that story, the most debauched night of my life. Yeah. Which I, upon, like... It's not like,
2: that debauched. I was like, bro,
1: you want to you get he
3: just,
2: into it? If I remember the story, it's been a minute since I looked at it, but it was just about, like, how he was coming home after a club or a bar drunk with a friend, mm-hmm. and... Somehow he fell down and split his lip and then decided to give the dude a blowjob under a light post. And he had, like, all you know, blood and cum on his face.
1: Oh, call that a slow Monday in Brother Jill's book. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: Right. Just kidding. I think that's Um, the one that we we used.
1: I literally went up. uh, I've been doing storytelling. And my last storytelling event, I told a story about how I fell down a flight of stairs. I broke my wrist, two ribs and had giant hematomas on my face where I looked like John Merrick, the Elephant Man, and I still went on a second Tinder date and fucked. Um, Wow. So, in your face, Jamie Stewart. But I'm sure he's done a lot of advanced shit since then.
2: Uh, Evidently something with a fictional 15-year-old. Yeah, which, like,
1: cool. I mean, I get it. Like, whatever, bro. I don't care. But it was really funny to
2: see it on Instagram, people being like, oh, my God. That's why I just... I, that's why I can't with social media anymore. Oh
1: my god, Aaron, I've never seen you make that voice or, <laughs> or heard it or seen that face formation. So let's let's keep it let's keep it rocking and rolling. Uh, are
2: you ready? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep going fucking hard. So next mm-hmm. up, brace yourself because it's some motherfucking coil.
1: Brace yourself.
2: Backwards. Mm-hmm.
1: minute never mind we're we we're experiencing a bit of technical, technical difficulties. difficulties what happened we don't, we don't play again uh-oh all right sorry coil um all right, well whatever I guess we're gonna try to figure this out but we're gonna play we will regroup and play the we'll next what's on the list on the which list I can't is, remember uh, divine I oh am perfect beautiful. yes do you want to talk about that or you might yeah get, no get I mean
2: I think it's self-explanatory and that's why I picked it uh, I just you know again with all of the uh, attacks on the queer community I just feel like we need to remind ourselves that we are beautiful. And also with a lot of like the, I mean, it's, you know, in, in the nineties, it was the fashion models. Now it's the, the only fans and the, the Insta influencers and the, the body fascism of, um, you know, you need to lurk a certain way. You need to be on human growth hormone. You need to starve yourself. You need to, you know, these people that are overly filtered and airbrushed, you know, like you need to aspire to that in your reality. And, um, no, you don't. You can be a three hundred pound drag queen and you can be fucking beautiful.
1: Or you can be like Brother Jill, who's just a three hundred pound regular person who's like not that beautiful, but I put on fake eyelashes, so I do all right. All right, here we go. Divine
4: Community. Community radio. Community radio. Community. Community. Community radio. Community radio. Community. Community
3: radio. Community radio for the San Francisco music scene.
4: BFF.FM, Best frequencies forever.
1: Best frequencies forever. And best friends forever. Me and best, we God the Garen are best friends forever. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Now that we have overcome our dongle problem.
1: Oh God, we had a real deep dongle problem. <laughs> but um, we got it.
2: We we figured out, and then we played Coil because that. <clears throat> i was you trying to eat chips while you talk i oh yeah you're right sorry <laughs> shit
1: i wish you guys could see Gothic like Aaron. he has a bottle of moe he's eating moe some...
2: and shandon and a bag of air um, fried air fried because he's fancy chips sea salt they were on an end cap and i'm like sea salt and v- vinegar i love like, that air fried i didn't even realize they were air what's fried this...
1: let's talk about your jacket okay what's this jacket come de what uh season
2: um, season the year. Orlando season, which was I can't remember. So Rei Kawakubo did the costumes for a stage production of Orlando, and then that was the inspiration for the that season's men men's So everything is very like androgynous and hella ruffles, like that. That other coat that you the wedding dress, <clears throat> yeah. The it's like sla- trench coat, biker jacket, and it's got like these ruffled tails, and it's got like this photorealistic print that looks like an acid trip on it like that coat is from the same season so there's oh. uh, it's yeah anyway so i'm wearing this this black blazer that has like these um very voluminous ruffles yeah. down the back it no, almost looks good. like and they extend beyond the jacket so it kind of looks like a almost like a tail ish cool yeah i've I've only worn it a couple times and i guess i should wear it more but it looks great i love it and it has polka dots it's black but it's got like polka, polka dots on dot. it and, and ruffles and yeah.
1: how can you say no
2: exactly yeah how can you say it was no? on it was on clearance it was on a whim i'm like you know uh, yeah let's let's do it and then mm-hmm. i saw it in when i got it in person it was one of those things where i'm like oh yeah no this is fucking amazing
1: hell yeah no i'm impressed <clears throat> i like it
2: it was the opposite of like Buy something online, get disappointed in real life. It was like, buy something online and be wowed when you actually see it in person.
1: I mean, that's a pretty amazing experience. I don't yeah. know, because I almost primarily shop from Shein. So it's mostly just like, oh, ocean garbage delivered to my house. <laughs> I guess I'll wear it for a minute, and it's going to look bad, and it's going to itch, and it's very flammable. Yeah, I
2: don't, I, I, I don't really buy that much stuff.
1: But you buy high quality things.
2: Yeah. And I've been doing it for like a long time. A long time. Yeah. So at this point, I have, you know, you have like a, a wardrobe.
1: What, yeah. You have like a, a permanent collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while we were listening to Placebo, we had Divine. Just another Nancy I don't know. Like,
2: <laughs> so bisexual representation. Like yeah. I tried to do this because Brian, the lead singer of Placebo, is by the bass player is gay. Um, And that song is definitely. I think if you look at the lyrics about someone who's a little gender fluid. Mm -hmm. Um, So shout out to all the Nancy boys.
1: Yeah, shout out.
2: Um, And then, yeah, Divine. And then we finally got Coil working. And um, I just love that song. And I wanted to have something very aggressive and about butt fucking. So fuck me in reverse. Fuck me from behind. Normal Mm -hmm. is perverse. God bless you, John Balance. We miss you, motherfucker.
1: Shout out to Cousin Leah. Or sorry, DJ Bittermelons, who is a certified butt freak um and and butt freakery hey hey but who knew <laughs> it's a thing who knew? why not But why not But uh so we were talking before that on while we we're listening to music we we're all talking about it. so as we've mentioned many times God, Vic, Aaron, and i are from modesto california
2: wait we've talked about this before i think so yeah maybe like Every every episode, like literally every episode.
1: <laughs> by the way, in case you didn't know it, Aaron and I are from Modesto. And we're from fucking
2: Modesto, bro.
1: And um, there's a gay bar in Modesto. Aaron actually uh, afforded me an article. It's the 50th anniversary of the Brave Bull, which is uh, I can remember riding the school bus on because I live by Ninth Street, 9th where Street. yeah, where Brave Bowl is. And people being like, that's that gay bar. It Brave was infamous. Bulls. It was infamous. The I always wanted a Brave Bull t shirt because it's like this like very like stock image uh, logo. It's this Brave Bull. It's a bull, but the bull has this like fifth leg dick situation going on.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I never uh, paid that much attention. Oh, yeah.
1: There's like a fifth leg on okay. the bull. It's got like good a for weird... him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so the Brave Bull, which is also featured on the HBO series Looking, mm-hmm. which I feel like was low-key written about me and Robbie, because it's like, gay guy and weird white woman move to the big city, and they're besties, and they're intertwined, and they go back to Modesto, and they go back to the Brave Bull, and then it's like, quirky bartender who is absolutely, do you remember Joel? Remember gay Joel?
2: Joel, didn't Joel date? He didn't
1: um, from uh j street cafe
2: yeah no okay like joel uh because joel there's a story about joel and i don't know if we want to share it on yeah
1: we do joel's not fucking listening
2: the one about how he was on coke and driving and sucking dick at the same time and rolled his car that joel
1: i don't know this story all i know is that joel is the first gay guy that i'm like bro you should have a tv show because you be fancying up everything. He had the same three hundred dollar apartment on Semple. where he made into like a full like queer eye, like, nice decor. It looks great. Um, but tell me the story about Joel sucking dick on. That's coke. it.
2: He was driving and was <laughs> coked up and evidently was trying to get. I I I I I understand. Who is in the car? Stand the. The, the logistics of if you're driving, receiving head, which still seems very dangerous to me, but the logistics of the driver trying to blow someone, which is the story was related to me, is how it went. I feel like that's impossible. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. There's I, a
1: lot of like very long, straight... Empty roads in Modesto, so I will give it that credence.
2: Yeah, it was like he uh, flipped the car into an oleander bush, and that's what what saved him because, you know, there's those oleander, giant, giant fucking yeah. oleander, um, and that that was the cushion.
1: Well, when Looking came out, the episode where they go back to Modesto, and they stay at the Red Lion Inn, they go to the Brave Bull. there's this, like, quirky bartender in, like, a bad polyester shirt being like, the blender is broken, and we can't make margaritas and i
2: remember joel have that shit on the rocks girl. i know
1: uh i remember joel being like that's me they made that about me i'm like yes they did oh wait
2: so you still know joel because
1: i haven't talked to him in a really long time okay. but uh if
2: i'm thinking of the same person he used to hang out at j street but he yeah. was not like in the goth no, punk. He, no, was very, no. like, he was
3: very normcore gay, yeah. Yeah, he like norm core he was very norm gay yeah but like 90s out gay yeah he you was know like
1: you wouldn't want to say he's like a top drawer gay or a circuit club gay. He's just like, I'm not a freak gay.
2: Right, right. Yeah. He didn't have a lunchbox. He no. didn't listen to Diamond. No. He was more like, I'm going to wear he's like He's like Lady a... Gaga gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah,
1: he's Lady Gaga gay. He's like very mainstream gay. He's like Patrick Neil Harris gay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about the Brave Bull. And so the Brave Bull is a very old gay bar modesto, It's huge. It's in the very shitty part of town, which is where I grew up uh, off of Ninth Street. And uh, if you walk in, it's painted all black. It's huge. And there's like these like crusty old bartenders. Is it is it huge? It's
5: huge.
1: And it doesn't just smell like butt. It smells like actual fecal matter. It smells so bad. Every time I go in, I'm like, dog, I hate to say this, but this place smells like actual poop on the floor.
2: So I've only been to the Brave Bull a couple of times. I do not remember it having an uh, aroma. Um, and the thing about the Brave Bull, though, is that—and uh, I'm sure you can't do this now—but in the '90s, you could just go around to the back door and kind of wander in as an underage person and not get oh, carded. I talked about this. So that's yeah. what we—you know—we used to. So I don't think I've ever been to the Brave Bull at. In as a person of drinking age, well, you would always just kind of try to slip in, and yeah. um, but yeah, I it's so it's been like a long fucking time because I
1: I propose I propose anyone wants to come with us, we can do a BFF.fm FM <laughs> tour of the tour Stow. of Modesto uh, from the Sco to the Stowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, come with me and God the on a tropical vacation to Modesto, California. We will tour Vintage Fair Mall <laughs> and we will go to the <laughs> finest dining of Galetto's, fine Italian dining. Galetto's. And we will also, maybe we'll go to Tresetti's for an espresso martini. Then we'll go to the three gay bars, which are the Tiki Bar, which is a Tiki themed bar. which is black paint and like neon glow in the dark shit, Tiki. It's really the, small. It's I went really because- small.
2: My friend Beverly used to work in high school at the. Uh, it was Wiener Schnitzel right next yeah. door. Yeah, like Dude, at that five fire. Yeah, we. So she used to work there. So I, I was very familiar because the Tiki is in like the parking, parking lot, lot of, of a, a motel. Suburban Lodge,
1: Suburban Lodge. That's the is the so the Tiki is in the Tiki uh, is in the parking lot of Suburban Lodge on okay. um, McHenry.
2: Okay, yeah, um, but it's if I if memory serves, it's very narrow and super yeah. tiny, it's and small, small. What makes it tiki is like they just had this sort of it's like, like g- on the bar, like that fake hula skirt grass, and <laughs> yeah. that was kind of
1: like it's d- not you know, a big production. Oh, guys, they found it in. They, they phoned like- it in. Okay, uh, this is a tiki bar. We got a bunch of black lights, a hula skirt, and some gay guys <clears throat> have at it. There's it, a motel right in behind you. People live
2: there. When did it become a gay bar? And two, I'm very curious about this other bar called Splash, yeah. which seems very oh, yeah. modern. So like, there's that's like a-, a
1: new gay bar, Splash. <laughs> Splash, Splash. So Like Splash is drinking your face Like Splash
2: Why does that sound like something from that Stefan bit on, on SNL Do you remember Bill Hader would do Stefan New York's <laughs> hottest club is yeah. Splash, Splash.
1: Yes, there's Splash, which I've never been to, but I imagine it's a very sad place with very unenthusiastic. I want to go, go to dancers. Splash. That's the top of splash. the list.
2: I've been to the other two. I know what I know what's in store there, but I'm you gotta very... go to Splash. Splash has piqued my interest.
1: All right. Well, anyone listening, if you want to board a party bus to Modesto, California, <laughs> take a day tour, and then end up at Splash, <laughs> Splash, Splash. Uh, also, I'm like, bro, could you just like cut the chase and call your club jizz come shot come shot (laughs) like come fart (laughs) oh dude at some point so there's a bff slack and uh amanda Guest, our dear patron and um, station manager founder of bff was like hey guys there's a sliver of fcc regulated airspace available and i was like nope how the holy fuck could I ever be I could never you just cancel no. dialone radio because I could never be on terrestrial radio.
2: No. splash. No, because you can't talk about things like that. You can't that. talk about stuff and like that. And if you that. can't talk about stuff like that, it's not fun. Not worth it. Not worth it. Also, I don't know that terrestrial radio would probably there there would probably be some prohibitions on the shit that 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 we play. Yeah. That I play.
1: No, that all of us No. no. You can't play. Uh, shout out DJ Swerving for playing Len, Steal My Sunshine. No. I feel like that's a, no. that's I a hate direct that fucking song. That's I a direct that uh, reference to me and my horrible music taste. Um, but shout out to you for that bravery. Okay. We are talking about going to Modesto. We listen to. Oh, oh, guess what? Guess what the next three are? It's Christian Death, Grace Jones, and Pichus.
2: We got to get more Raws on there, you know? More Roz. Not, I I never tire the man, and this was not on the the Roz tribute. It was supposed to be on there, but then we, you know, it, it. I my my eyes are bigger than my stomach when it comes to making set lists, so it, it got bumped. So here we are with and and I this is very I feel like apropos for you know the the party crowd because he's like up for three days down underground for six more. Like yeah, it it kind of is maybe about going on an amphetamine or cocaine binge
1: yeah shout out to drugs here we go rose williams with the drowning
5: My feet chipping, gliding, falling numbly Hands held together with unwanted skin Ripping, hiding, calling dumbly Oh You in houses of mud You in sleep, love You to slaughter sway clouds, you dressing daughters and sons. Drowning. I'm still drowning. The eighth day, sleep. The eighth day, cloud my way back to the bus No gentle fingers collapse on my eyes. Line, dear. There's no sanity standing me back on my feet go Karen let's go
2: bisexual anthem um yeah peaches is by and um I wanted to unfortunately I could not find any lesbians but um
1: their mothers down the street
2: right no for the the set list <laughs> oh, but yeah. uh you know like i evidently the the b and the l g b t q a i plus um mm. Acronym is the largest swath of the queer population. Mm. So, you know, we got Peaches, we've got we had Brian from placebo, we're gonna have Jamie from Shushu. Mm-hmm. So, and I I do feel that um bi people are are egregiously underrepresented or dismissed or erased. So I wanted to, you know, stack the deck with, I with like some bi no, I, people. I like that. I can appreciate that.
1: Um, I, especially in our generation, I think like bisexuality was very much like you know, when you're a kid and some like you have a friend and they're having like, a hard time at home and they're like not able to regulate their emotions, they're like, Oh, they're bipolar. Oh my god, everybody's bipolar. I feel like the bipolar of the like queer community where are like it's a, a dismissive term a blanket and yet dismissive yeah. term.
2: And very um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Like there's there's so much discrimination even within with with gay people against bi people and straight people. So like, I just, yeah. Which I never fucking understood. I mean, I've, I dated a, a bi guy and I really liked him and it just like, I didn't fucking care. Like, yeah. you know, like we're, we're hanging out, we're having fun. What, what you jerk off to when we're not around. Like I, I don't, I'm not threatened by the fact that you've, you like tits as well or whatever. Like that's just not been a problem for me. Um also I,
1: I hate to bring it to you. Any guys that have dated me, I'm sorry, but if you fucking date brother Jill, you're bisexual, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you date brother Jill, you're bi dog, whether you know it or not.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean you, you cause you no, know you're dudes, not a dainty girly girl.
1: No, no, dude. Like most dudes that I have dated uh are um either openly bisexual or are like oh i also date women that were not assigned women at birth okay um so there's yeah. a lot of
2: gray area yeah a absolutely. lot of fucking gray absolutely. area in life
1: absolutely and so yeah no i mean because i have a lot of like masculine energy uh-huh. uh so i have dated a lot of dudes that also date men or date women that were not assigned women at birth so yeah, so there is like a kernel of truth when I'm like, yo, dog, you dating me. You you buy dog. Right. <laughs> but uh I celebrate that. I love that. I welcome that. Uh buy erasure is definitely a thing. Um, I feel like especially with like the you know, I'm very cu- I'm a little bit more cuspy gen X, but you we grew up with these messages of like Bisexuality, either being like a girl's gone wild situation, mm-hmm.
2: or like guys experimenting, or it was more like like it's that a was valid.
1: The, ex, it's not a valid sexuality, basically
2: peeking out of the closet for many many yeah. gay men in you know late eighties nineties. That was you know oh well I still do like ladies. I'm just you know I also like so there's I think. Around that, like, I can understand, and maybe I did that myself on I was 15, I can understand why, you know, that would happen, but also how it is actually harmful to legitimate bisexual people, because then it, it creates this image or idea that, you know, no one is really bi, that it's mm. just kind of like you're, you know. Transitioning. Yes. Yeah.
1: And also to be gay in 1995 is very different. different It's different than being mm -hmm. gay now. Being gay
2: in 1995 is like a real situation. And a fish doesn't know it's swimming in water and you kind of don't realize how fucking ugly and brutal it is until you're sitting here in 2023 and gay marriage is a thing. Yeah undetectable HIV status is a thing and people who are undetectable are untransmissible and also now we have fucking prep and yeah. like uh these are things that were unimaginable of being like in my wildest dreams I never thought that you know the I- HIV would would be as um you know, not the death sentence that it was because manageable. even when we were in high school, it was, yeah, yeah manageable. manageable. And and that we have uh, medication to prevent it and, uh, you know, on both sides of it for negative people and for people who are um, positive. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, uh, we, we've we come a long fucking way.
1: Yeah, hence Backlash, which <clears throat> is also right. what we talked about at, the, at 10 in the p.m. Um, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate that you put in bisexual artists. I think that biracial is definitely a thing. It's something that I struggle with as well. Uh to uh question my own ideas about um bisexuality and um I don't always have like the most informed opinions. Um so it's good to be like, yeah dude, people be fucking is cool.
2: Yeah. I will totally date by dudes. Yeah. No prejudice. No, no, no issue there.
1: I will date them as well. And actually, if I do date you, you are a
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Grace Jones, though. Grace Jones. I want to talk about Warm Leatherette warm because. Warm Leatherette. Leatherette. Yeah, you got to love a song about people who are sexually excited about it. crashes. Also, can you crashes. please say
1: warm? Say warm real quick. Warm.
2: No, like, Aaron's how do you want me to say warm? No,
1: because first of all, warm? you just just the way you say it is so funny. Like. I have so many friends that come from these backgrounds where you wouldn't know they are from a different background other than like California, except there's like these certain words. And for Aaron, uh, cause you born in Omaha, born in Nebraska, Yeah, I've never noticed any type of accent except when he was like, it's really warm today. And I was like, what? It's really warm. i warm right now. It's warm. And I was like, uh, warm. This has
2: come up before. This you, You've called me out on this before. I've never it's noticed it. It's the only
1: word you say it that makes you sound like yeah. you're not from California. The, yeah. Warm. Even
2: though I've lived in... Uh, I was born in Omaha. I lived there until I was 10... Then we moved to Modesto, lived in Modesto for ten years, and have actually been in San Francisco for longer than any other place I've lived in my life. But you're still from Modesto, which is but like a the, stain upon your. Oh life. no, you can't! And you, that is that is out out damn spot, Lady Macbeth. There is not no, enough bleach. You, you can, can do. bleach and wire scrub <laughs> brush yourself you to look like you know. Uh, you're like I've lived something from Hellraiser, and the stench and stain of Modesto will still be on you. You'd be like,
1: I've lived in Berlin for forty five years. You're like. What's up, Jill from Modesto? <laughs> but
2: that, that year in Modesto <laughs> yeah, is is what it's walks enough. through. It's
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, you cannot
2: yeah. un Modesto yourself. You cannot. Once un- you have been no. you cannot You cannot. Nope.
1: Nope. Once you are once you have lived in Modesto, uh you are from Modesto for the rest of your life. Doesn't matter how long you live in the Bay, you're from Modesto. Mm-hmm. I was also we were joking about going back to Modesto, like seriously, and I was talking to Gothic like Aaron about it's a, kind of nice to go to Modesto in that, like, one, you're more attractive than everybody else, number one. And two, uh, you feel like like you're like Queen Elizabeth. You're like, this is not good enough for me, peasants. <laughs> like, everything is not good enough. And you feel like, oh, I've made it. I can finally look, in my, look down my nose at other people. Finally, fuck. Uh, but yeah, you, you can go to Modesto and be wearing it, your Comme de Garcons jacket and be like, I, "You guys don't even know what this is."
2: I wouldn't do that. Pearls before swine.
1: Wow. Well, <laughs>
2: can't believe I just. Sometimes that. it's nice.
1: Also,
6: to... if we go, it's gonna be like
2: 110 degrees, we'll and I'm 90. not wearing we'll like all of the like. That's that's why I like the Bay Area, we'll San Francisco in December. particular is because the climate is um, agreeable with. With my sartorial choices, which is yeah. like jackets and layers, and like I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. wear a. I'll, we can go in the summer, but it'll be about the fucking Bauhaus t shirt or a Diamonda t shirt. That's fine.
1: I got a Diamanda t shirt. Oh well, yeah, I got, I got a sweater.
2: No sweater. So, yeah, no, I got a Diamanda be... sweater.
1: But I got a Diamanda. I got a jean the jacket hoodie. with a Diamanda back patch.
2: No shit. Well, nice. if it was
1: just a sewn, like cut up sweater. Oh, okay. But there was a time when I had a on T shirt on and I didn't realize I was also wearing my jean jacket with a Diamond back patch.
2: <laughs> and I worked with you're
1: someone repping. who was like, I get it, bitch. I get it. You're so scary. Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: so this coworker actually knew who she was. Oh yeah, I
1: know. Kendon, who is a barber oh, at the barbershop. Kenan. okay, okay. Kendon was either like, Hey girl, I heard you're doing a pride episode. Can I see your set list? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." What
2: did bitch read my set list? He did, like, and not was read, like, but like read. No. Like, do people still say that? Like, bitch read her. Like, is that still in the on, like, the lexicon? On, like
1: RuPaul and stuff. But oh, okay. I don't think in like real life. No, okay. but Kennedy did. So Kendon read my he set read list. He read your set list, and he was it, the only critique. He was like, I forget what song. He was like, "Why isn't this song?" It was like a disco song. I was like, Kendon, is Gothic Aaron." I don't. Do you think what, like Grace Aaron's Jones gonna... is the only
2: disco person on there? And I did it because one, it's a great cover of the normal song. Yeah. And two, it's about the J.G. Ballard novel Crash, which is three about people who get off on car, car crashes. crashes. Yeah. So I love the perversity of it.
1: Yeah. I There was some weird song where he was like, oh, but okay, can we please just for one second? Yeah. Um, you've been, so Aaron sent me this article about the Brave Bull earlier today. And. What is kind of funny about Modesto is there's these like very persistent characters that are like when you Google Modesto, like they will come up. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Moon Trent. Have you ever met Moon Trent?
2: I know the name, I'm sure I have. He and was on, I know he uh, owns the Brave Bull now, right? No, not. No, does he, something with why did that Brave Bull article have so much Moon Trent in it though? Because
1: he, okay, so Moon Trent is like Modesto's number one gay cheerleader. And which is funny because he doesn't even live there, he lives in Merced. Or Merdead, if you're from Modesto. (laughs) Um, He lives in Merced. Uh, He used to be on 104.1 The Hawks' morning show. Uh, And he has put on a lot of shows. He organizes a lot of stuff. He films, like, if you go to YouTube and you look at Brave Bull Moon Trent, all of his videos will pop up and it'll all be, like, these insanely horrible drag queens uh, with, like, 150 views. And Moon Trent is, like, but he's out there at the forefront. He's, like, the spokesperson for Modesto. Um, good
3: and for good for her.
1: I mean, good for her. But I'm also, no, like, No Moon shade, Trent. honestly. Like, I don't uh, know. I'm like, Moon Trent. Play it like, as it lays. If this is the hand
2: you've been dealt or the hand that you have chosen to go back to, make the I best so. of what you got. And also, like, I have not seen the Brave Bull drag shows, but... Um, Uh, Without irony, I really like it when when drag is very uh, raw.
1: Oh, it's the rawest. It's like, could you imagine a flying J truck stop? and they're like in order for you to shower you need to put on this dress.
2: See, that's the drag I I like. That's well, the drag we gotta I go. appreciate. Like we gotta I go. you know the artistry of like all of the uh, other like RuPaul queens and you know like I'm I'm kind of with John Waters and that I'm against the disneyfication of drag queens but also I'm very also pro drag queen story hour which is definitely the part of the designification of drag queens but like Divine was eating dog shit and had fake scars and a mohawk and you know this was in like before punk was even really a thing and uh you know like I'm I like the shock and awe and the making people uncomfortable and also that just um I don't give a fuck
1: yeah but it's not like they're like doing drag to like punk rock music there's sure no, but i mean that's no irony no there's no irony there's no irony but they are still very doing earnest. the
2: best that they can
1: very true very true they are doing the best, and they i can love them. that for them well that is good so check out natalia towers at brave bull posted by moon Trent. oh we'll
2: go and and see natalia in person when we, oh, yeah. we do our uh
1: modesto tour yeah. Force.
2: I, you, well, Jill and I were talking about this off air, but like, um, Modesto was not a happy time for us, especially in the '90s, given you know the culture, and then also
3: who was it other a happy things time for?
2: in in our personal lives, and so uh, I have not been back to Modesto in I really easily could say like at least a decade if ish, um, and it is uh, very very triggering going back there because mm-hmm. there are not any good memories but there's also this morbid curiosity um so we've been you know uh while the songs are playing talking about potentially going back and no, i'm you i yeah the the curiosity is getting the best of me and i think at this point i've had enough therapy and i've processed yeah. enough stuff to where i don't think and also um, you know, maybe I'll I'll take a clonopin as we we, yeah. we enter into. Not totally.
1: And, Honestly, um, it's, it's actually kind of good. Like uh, titrate t- t- up, like little like uh, activations. And uh, I've been to mso multiple, multiple times since I left, and I can see the flip side. Like it is triggering. I'll see random things that are very triggering to my childhood, which is not great. But I also can see that, like, there is an earnestness to Modesto. There is a, like, perseverance, a grittiness uh, that is admirable. But there's a lot of great things. It's, like, charming in a way, you know? So I'm okay. actually, I celebrate okay. it. Um, even though it's shitty, I celebrate, like, shittiness in a way. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like we should go to Modesto. But anyways, um,
2: we got Glory Hole. Turst, Terst. terst. Trst terst. trust. Well, it's trust. I just I just love calling it terst. I like
1: calling it terst too.
2: Terst. terst also, world. Robert Robert is a he's a sweet piece.
1: Oh really? Robert
2: lead singer and the, the main guy and and the only guy really in, in terst as far as I know. But yeah, like
1: he's a sweet piece,
2: huh? Uh, he's a sweet piece. Ooh. I would I would totally. Uh, I'll Google that later. Get that get that Canadian meat. Bay mm. <clears throat> um, ham. He lives in L.A. now, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Glory Hole, he said that the the song title is kind of ironic because it's not about that, but I, I wanted to put some, have like a more sleazy vibe yeah. and so, and and more sucks, you know, like going back to the Coil song, uh, and you know, we had to have references to butt fucking, and actually, it's kind of, at least in my record collection, there's not a lot of fucking songs about anal sex other than that Coil song where he's like, fuck me in. From behind, fuck me in reverse. So then, you know, I'm like, okay, Trust has a song called "Glory Hole," so let's let's do that.
1: And then
3: I am celebrate
2: so the butt but sex. Well, I think Glory Holes are. More, I've, Full disclosure, I have never gone to a glory hole. I like faces, so it's never been my thing of like, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't. A lot of dudes are into the Anon thing. I'm like, I want to. I want I want eye contact. I'm a freak into your eyes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm even if I don't know your name, I still want to make out and have some fucking eye contact because, you know, sense. no, I feel I'm, like that's humanizing. No. Well, in San Francisco, it's there's really not. It's easier to just, you know, <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but um, smellies.com. I've never been to a glory hole, just not not as something that interests me, but it is very much a, a part of queer culture, even, even today, evidently. Even yeah. though you don't really need to do that anymore, people still do. But um, yeah, I just wanted to sleaze things
5: up.
1: I'm into it. I mean, uh, I think about, I place myself, like say if I was going to go, let's just say that I was like living in a man's body, and I was like going to a hole in the wall and I like went to the bathroom and there's just like this weirdo boner coming out the wall. Yeah. Why not? It could be anybody. I'm uh, into it. You
2: know. Boner jams. I'm yeah. Like if you're if it's a nice dick, I, would I, would I'm, you know, the temptation crusty, to touch I don't, it.
1: I don't know that the, if it was like a crusty, dusty, musty. I don't know if they'd put it in
2: there. I think yeah, you no, kinda probably have to, not. Yeah. You kind of have to have a show deck no, if you're going to glory hole. Gay gay dudes are, are generally really fucking good about the sucks hygiene. They moisturize. I, maybe. I've never moisturized you're like, bro, below your the night. You smell but... like
1: Santal 33. What's up? You gay dog? <laughs> oh, Aaron feels attacked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My, I have I Santal 33.
1: Okay, I have sad. Santal 33.
2: Uh, my pubes smell
1: like Santal 33,
2: my, okay? I, my pubes do not smell like lava, although I have hooked up with a dude mm-hmm. where he came over and I'm like, okay, girl, you're wearing Patruly <laughs> like, 24. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went on another date with another dude where he was like, Wearing Thé Noir, the the black tea Lalabo scent. So like, uh, and and that's kind of why I dialed the Lalabo back because like every everyone is doing it now. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, it's not unique anymore, despite the price point. Yeah. Everyone's fucking got it. I'll but tell you what, Santal 33 smells fucking amazing.
1: It does. No, it does. I did a, a by dude who's actually a sister perpetual Indulgence. I did a buy dude. Who wore Jean Paul Gaultier?
2: Uh, oh, not La Male. Yeah. Buddy. Oh my God, that is so nineties. Someone on it was a Gawker article was like Le <laughs> La Male made gay clubs in the nineties smell like um, lavender and like sugar or something. It smells so good. Oh no, it's my first boyfriend wore Le Male. Like, Dude, uh, see if I, I smell
1: it, La Male, full.
2: Yeah. 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 No. No. Flood. Flood in yeah,
1: the yeah, pants. Yeah. 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 Warm in the pants. <clears throat> like it's a. Pl- Pavlovian response. Oh, now.
2: absolutely. Yeah, no. Like my the the bottle? What
1: the bottle though is like a dude green with this torso frosted, with a sailor frosted stripes with a big mm-hmm. ass
2: bulge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gautier yeah. knows knows Gautier knows what's up. He he knows his
1: audience. He does. Uh, which is uh okay, so we got Truce to horror. then we have so I wanna ask, I'm curious, why Popo for Shushu?
2: Because it is about a demon twink. Okay. And also my friend Lance, I never really paid attention to the song. And Lance was like, ages ago, like he's living living in New York for like 10 years now. But when he did live here, he was like, yeah, that Shushu song about that awful twink who has like this sugar daddy and steals his parents' credit card. And I was like, Shushu has to be on the list. But like, what is the gay Shushu song? And I was like, okay, well, Fabulous Muscles. We already got Diamanda on there and I didn't want to do like because Hives Hives is about HIV anxiety and it is very like dark about like Janie was you know at that time he's about my age and you know there was this fear of like actually like I'd rather not get tested because I just don't want to fucking know and that's what Hives Hives is essentially about and it's like you know I can't wait to die can't you tell like I didn't. You know, I'd rather have Diamanda at the forefront being like, fuck you, let's fight. You know, the dogs have come today. The you know, like, let's get our guns out and drive the dogs away. You know, like I wanted that. I didn't want the you know, not like that. That anxiety isn't real and valid, but that's kind of not where I was going with this. But uh, initially it was Fabulous Muscles. But then I'm like, uh, you know, that one's very obvious. And then it was like, well, what could be gayer than shushu covering erasure because I actually really like the always cover. Yeah. And, um, but then I was like, Oh no, popo, because it's like, you know, you steal your parents' credit card and buy a bunch of crap you don't need. And then, uh, you know, meet up with your sugar daddy who shops for you indiscreetly, fashion show in his penthouse in his black silk kimono. And, you know, put out as much as you need to make this your best summer ever. And, it, I think, speaks to a certain aspect of, you know, I didn't want to go dark with the Hives Hives, but I guess there is maybe like um, a bit of shade in picking this song for a certain
3: <clears throat>
2: demographic, maybe, um, of sugar babies.
1: In your face, sugar babies.
2: Demon twinks. Demon twinks. and then You will that- get old one day just like everyone else, motherfucker. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> and first of all, by the way, Aaron... AKA like so Aaron looks amazing, you guys. I wish there was like a a a, a stream where you can see how great Aaron looks all the
2: time when he comes in here. Oh. Um but then after that's Patrick Wolf? Yes, because Patrick Wolf kind of Nowhere game? Yes, yes, no, because Patrick just put out a new album. The first thing in like ten years that he's done, he's as all of us do life fucking happens and he didn't do anything for about a decade because he was living his sorting shit out. And then he came back with the night safari EP and it is fucking amazing. Like girl is back and I'm so happy to have you back buddy. And, uh, yes, I've loved Patrick Wolf, uh, continue to love him. He has not put out a, a week album and the new one is, is great. So he has to be on here.
1: All right, well, here we go. A with- Cheers. Cheers. Glory hole.
7: was his first glory God caught stealing from undone Now his love story had
3: begun
7: Thirty years he spent wandering i Of tears, tears. his greatest love was executed. The pure romance was undisputed. Angelic loves and holy ones.
6: I
4: Community, community, community radio. Community, 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 community radio.
3: Community radio for the San Francisco music scene.
8: BFF.fm, Be best frequencies forever.
1: Best frequencies, best friends. It's Brother Jill on dial on radio, ready for a drunk. <laughs> 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 <With> <laughs> <Godric> <laughs> Aaron. We just heard from Coco Rosie. And uh, the Anoni.
2: Oh. Uh. C'est une Chanson Um de Jean Genet. Uh Mon uh, I don't know how to say French. writer. Like I know how to like a, a Crete is writing all Francais, but like I don't know the word for writer. But anyway, okay, so like yes, it's Coca Rosie featuring Anoni, um and the song is about the French writer Jean Genet, who was like very very unapologetically queer <clears throat> when Remember
1: we maybe watched Corel,
2: Yes. Which At my was grandma's house? Fossbender's yes in San Lorenzo <laughs> San Leandro. <laughs> San Leandro. Uh and that was Fossbender's last movie actually. Um was that and it's it's a decent it's a. I, I I feel like he kind of nailed some of Gene's <clears throat> aesthetic. Um That
1: was back when there was Green Scene.
2: Yeah, Green Scene. I mm-hmm. remember Green Scene. That was the, I had Green Scene over Netflix because you could get Same. things like Quarell. Yeah um on there um but yeah no Jeanne was uh as the song said you know he was an orphan probably uh illegitimate uh child of a of a prostitute and he lived mm, his formative years in reform schools and um prison and you know he became a thief and the reason he became a thief is because like one of the nuns in one of the reform schools accused him of stealing and he was like I actually didn't fucking steal, but if you already think of me as a thief, then I might as well become a fucking thief. Um, So he did. And then he wrote his first novel in prison. Um, They had to make paper bags in prison, and he would steal the paper and and would write his novel. And um, uh, his most famous work is Our Lady of the Flowers, which is about a drag queen named divine and john when i interviewed him for Jussons, um i asked him because i'm like i've i've never seen this in any of the interviews like did you get this from Genet And he's like, well, you know, the Catholic Church, divine this, divine that, that's where I got it, but I like Genet I read Genet so it probably was from that too. Oh, see. So, yes, um, it, Our Lady of Flowers is, is very good. It's not my favorite Genet funeral rites is, is my favorite Genet but mm-hmm. um, I, I wanted to, to rep Janay and also, you know, get um, Anoni on there for... Uh, I, I just it feels weird to just like checklist of oh bisexual gay man trans person but I did that that was kind of my thought I wanted I wanted a, a, a representation I'm sorry the Indigo Girls aren't on here but they're oh, just not my aesthetic no I, way I Melissa Etheridge like I cannot suffer can someone recommend me like really good <sighs> lesbian music in the vein of the shit that I've been playing because if there is one I will. I will pay attention, but... Um, so Bruno Yeah, 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 no. I mean, we we got Peaches. I was going to put Susie on here because, you know, Susie's also not uh, 100% heterosexual, but, um, you know, uh, Peaches was much more blatant with the I, you, she, the, the I don't have to make the choice. I like girls and I like boys. Like, I just wanted that, like, blatant... Like, Can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We got to hurry, though, because we got three more songs. Um, when I went to John Waters' Easter... Mm-hmm. This last year at Madonna Inn, we were partying, partying, partying with this like lesbian thruple and a bunch of people from LA in a bunch of different rooms. And at one point so Peaches played uh John Wars Easter this year. Yeah. At one point, Peaches' side piece, was like a very attractive, clearly from Los Angeles, like nip tuck, Botox, fillered, beautiful person mm-hmm. got snuck out of her room into our party and it was like peaches had a side piece at john water's easter
2: nice good i for know peaches
1: good for peaches uh and the the person was very attractive a very attractive like feminine person so of i was like way to go peaches um and spilling tea on peaches on dial radio but uh, peaches doesn't listen so i don't cares? think she would
2: care either no no
1: peaches buck, girlfriend though the pain away i mean peaches girlfriend might care but she don't listen to Dylan right Well,
2: Peaches lives in Berlin, and I feel like if you live in Berlin, just the the criteria is that you need to you've got an open relationship. If you have if you move to Berlin, but, uh, if you live in
1: Berlin, if you're, you're doing queer, all kinds of shit. Yeah, if
2: you're a queer electro clash musician living in Berlin, I guarantee you're not tea, monogamous. you are. Yeah, yeah, you're not monogamous yep, for sure.
1: Yep. All right, we got fifteen minutes. Let's see if we can do this. Can we get this entire set list in fifteen minutes? Yeah. I don't know. So we got. Uh Perfume Genius with Queen. We got Silver um, Armor. So Pora
2: Eternist and the Ensemble of Shadows with uh Death House? Death House. And then
1: Klaus Nomi, which I was so happy you put Klaus Nomi on here. Because
2: we saw the Nomi song at the Castro Theater like 20 fucking years ago.
1: Yeah, and that shit made me cry. And I was like,
2: And that's why I picked this. That is exactly why I picked this. Very,
1: Very important artist. Yeah, Klaus Nomi, very important artist. Uh incredible. Musician, artist, person, everything. Uh so yeah, alright, let's see if we can do a dialogue radio first where we get through every single song on the playlist. Uh and then if we have time extra, we'll just uh party down and talk shit, you know? That's like uh what we do. Ready? we gonna do perfume machines with
3: Don't you, know you're Don't you know your queen? Don't you know your queen? do no, know you? Can't.
1: Talk about Klaus Nomi and how we saw a Nomi song and how devastating of a documentary
2: that is. And just how devastating the I, I, I don't even want to go into it. Like we all, you know, grew up in about the 90s. One minute. It's um, but no, like if the last thought, go go on YouTube and find um Klaus Nomi doing his opera stuff. Like that was his genius of like I I I feel like Max's Kansas City is where it happened, like the new wave vaudeville, where he came out in a looking like a space alien and um singing the aria from Samson and Delilah, and it was like so fucking unexpected, and that's why I picked the cold song. I mean, you know, he did the the foray into pop music, but like his fucking genius was the 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 opera of of looking like a space alien who came out and and would fucking sing opera. And uh, that you know that that he died way before uh, he fucking should have, just like everyone else uh, in that time period. And um, the 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 incredible amount of talent that was lost. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, to keep it as a bummer, you know. Yeah,
1: I'll keep it as a solid bummer because you this is, is not seconds. a happy
2: pride for me. We're no. I'm not feeling in a good place, and it's just like we need to remember our past. We need to represent other people like you know not just gay men like bisexual people uh, trans people support anoni all other you